Hey friends, welcome to the Planet Podcast, aligning you in your mindset, nutrition, and wellness. I'm your host, Melanie Barrett, a holistic nutritionist, life, and health coach that is obsessed with helping women to confidently believe and trust in themselves to create positive change in all avenues of life. When it comes to feeling overwhelmed, being crippled by anxiety, paralyzed by what foods to eat, and how the hell to live a balanced, healthy life, I've been through it all and know that struggle personally. This is why I've dedicated my life to helping others just like you to make this world a better place, one mindset shift at a time. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Plant Ahead podcast. As always, I'm super excited and honored to be here. So as we're rolling into season two, as I was thinking about what I wanted to talk about today, I it was actually something that came to me in terms of something that really fucking pisses me off. And I wanted to talk about it and that, and I just feel like it's something that just isn't working. And yeah, I see so many people get stuck in this repetitive, vicious cycling. And I just really wanted to deeply dive into how much the dieting culture has fucked up a relationship with food and that it's so much deeper and bigger than a number on the scale and what size pants we wear and how pretty we are on the outside. There's so much more to all of it that we don't realize because a lot of us just fixate on these numbers and it creates such an unhealthy relationship, not only with the food, but with ourselves. And I just wanted to spend today's episode to really debunk some of the diet culture and what I feel like it really does to a lot of people long-term and how it's just not sustainable and why like why diets fail us. And that's the key. It's not you that's failing. It's the, the fucking diets. And I really just want to get in there and just want to talk about it with you guys. So you can see it from a different perspective and really share what damage it's doing to us, especially women and how hard it's been on us for, for way too long. So when it comes to our relationship with food and what that means. And there's so many pieces that come to it, but a lot of us don't realize that we have a weird relationship with food. And this is something that I've seen over and over again with every client that I've worked with pretty much across the board. And even myself personally, I even shared a little bit about this in my last podcast episode where I talked about, I shared a little bit more about my story, but beyond that, I have, I've suffered from multiple eating disorders and for me, it was extremely hard to overcome those and they were a whole be all end all thing for me and beyond because of all those, I developed really severe body dysmorphia and I just had the sense of like, I'm never good enough. And it just constantly kept going and going and just brought me to my knees more times than I would ever want to admit. And we don't see how much damage it's doing to us because the here's the thing guys is that when every time you try a new diet we take a rule and a regulation from that diet with us so then we try the new diet and another new diet then there's another rule and regulation and then we try another diet and so on and so on and so on before we know it we're li living under these parameters and shackles that we've created in our own heads and we don't even realize that that's how we're living. So 
I want to be here to help kind of debunk those and I want to break them down so you could kind of see them more clearly and see if this really does have a grasp and a handle on you and how to step out and set yourself free. So I really want to talk about that because I want to help everybody. My goal is to just to help people get rid of dieting once and for all and just leave that world behind because it is extremely possible to maintain your weight and feel really good in your body and not diet anymore. I haven't died in years. I mean, after I had my son, I gained roughly about 50 pounds after I had Elliot and I was able to lose all the weight and then some without dieting at all. Didn't diet once. I just listened to my body and we'll, and I'll dive into that and talk about that today. So when it comes to the diet weight loss industry as a whole, I'm going to, I want to share some statistics with you guys. So it is a 70 billion plus dollar industry as of when I looked at the stats of this year in 2021. And yet the craziest part is according to studies that have been done, been done across the board, 95% of diets fail us. And it's not that, as I said before, it's not that we fail, it's that they fail us. And that's the thing that's tough because I hear a lot of people say, well, you know, I try, you know, Atkins once and it worked really well for me and it's not working now, right? I did Weight Watchers, why isn't it working for me now? And what worked and served us in that moment and that time, once upon a time, served us in that moment. We can't try to chase it back and bring it back in because things change. We evolve situations in our lives, all the people who are around, jobs, all the things change that sometimes what worked once doesn't always work again. And I mean, this isn't just about dieting and food. This can fall into place for lots of different things. And, you know, think about it. You're at a job that you once really loved. And then all of a sudden you're like, this isn't really working anymore. I don't like it. You grow and you evolve. And that's the thing. We evolve and we grow every single day as humans. I think that's one of the most magical gifts about being in this body is that we have those opportunities to constantly be pivoting and growing and learning and trying to become the best version of ourselves. And sometimes with dieting, that world can bring us crashing down and keep us away from truly connecting with who we are and what we really want and what makes us live our happiest and healthiest selves. So there's so many different diets out there. So, so many. And I wanted to talk about just a few different ones that are more the common ones that you see people do. And I want to kind of talk about a little bit of each of them. And some of them really do have their time and their purpose and in their place. But the one common thing across the board for all of them is that it's really hard to be sustainable in this place. And that's what the, the key piece is, is that sometimes these things can work. There could be a rhyme and a reason to do stuff for short term. So I'm not like sitting here knocking like them forever all or evil. They do have their time in their place, but it just, it's not a one size fit all. And that's the biggest thing I want to hit home for you guys, for everybody listening, diets are not a one size fit all. And that's the problem with it is that what works for your best friend or your mom might not work for you. And you know what? That's okay. Cause sometimes we'll try it. And then we feel like failures because it's not working, but if it's not meant for our body. We each have unique individual DNA that makes us, us, our genetics absolutely help determine what's going on. I mean, yeah, well, yes and no. I mean, our genetics load the gun, but our lifestyle factors is what pulls the trigger. And for each of us, we're all so different and how the dynamics of all that works is that not everything is going to work. So I'm going to kind of 
pop in a little bit about some diets, kind of talk about them, my thoughts on them, and then we'll kind of roll into a little more. So I want to start with the big one. I'm going to kind of put two into one, and that's just the low-carb diet and the Atkins-style diet. They are somewhat similar. They have similar themes, per se, and pretty much exactly with the idea behind more of the Atkins-style and low-carb is that you pretty much cut out a food group. So then, therefore, of course, you're going to be eating less calories. So then you're going to be taking in less calories, and then you'll lose weight. And the interesting thing about all diets across the board is that everything is about calories in and calories out. And there's also deciding factors that come into play with hormones and stuff like that as to why our metabolism might not be working right, or even have a thyroid issue. So there's a lot of different things that come into play as to why we might possibly not be losing the weight that we want. So also trying to diet and cut your calories really low to 1200 calories a day. I mean, that's essentially the amount of calories that my, my three-year-old son should be consuming a day. A toddler should be consuming 1,200 calories. So a grown adult woman to try to consume 1,200 calories and still try to feel okay, is it's not okay. And that's what sends you crashing and burning down. Well, I'll get into that. So when it comes to low carb and eating that style, we cut out a food group. And that what a lot of people don't realize is that food at the end of the day is even with calories, it's energy in and energy out. How much energy are we bringing in with our food consumption and how much energy are we expending throughout the day, right? So then if you're bringing in more energy than your body can burn off, that will turn into calories. So 3,500 calories is one pound of fat. So you need to cut out 3,500 calories to eliminate one pound of fat within your body. So it's interesting to do that. So when you cut out entire food group, of course, you're going to notice a difference of losing weight. But beyond that, when we need carbs, and that's the thing a lot of us don't realize is that food is energy. And especially carbs are, they convert into energy. It's an incredible energy source for our body. So you'll notice a lot of people that try to do a low carb diet always have headaches. They don't feel good. They're always really tired. And that's why is because we're taking out an entire, carbs are a huge energy source. Of course, there's better carbs for you and not so good carbs for you. Like a sweet potato is going to be better or broccoli is going to be better for you than eating a potato chip, you know, so it's, or a piece of wonder bread. So it's different kind of how that works. But the other tricky thing is it can also over time increase bad LDL cholesterol. And that's something that over time can really lead to heart disease and among many other things. So what it does is it's like, it just takes a hit on your body, mentally, physically, and spiritually when you do something like that and, and go into even fasting, for example. I think intermittent fasting definitely has a time in its place. And here's an interesting thing I just want to share so everybody knows. We fast every day. Every single person, when we sleep, unless you don't sleep, but we fast every day. And Breakfast is called break fast. And that's what it's for. It's like in the morning, we break our fast by eating breakfast. And usually with intermittent fasting, I think what roughly about a 16 hour window that, you know, you'll take some hours before bed and some hours after you wake up to not consume food, which is, I think for some people, some rhyme and reason, especially if there's some certain medical things going on, I think it could definitely be beneficial, but you just have to make sure you do it in a well-balanced 
loving, honoring your body type of way. And I find even fasting to be beneficial for me after I have dinner, not don't eat anything before bed. So I give myself a lot of time. So I don't go 16 hours, but I try to give myself my body enough time to fast. And sometimes fasting comes into play really well for just resetting. If you don't eat any food is I think uh, 40 to 72 hours, roughly in that time frame of not eating any food and completely fasting with just water, it can really help your microbiome and your gut kind of reset itself and recalibrate because it's always recharging and rejuvenating. So that's another interesting piece about that as well. So it does have in its time and its place, but when people go to the extreme of doing it every single day, what that does is you, a lot of people walk away from a rule where they're like, I can't eat before 11 o'clock or I can't eat after five o'clock. So then, you know, after you decide you don't want to fast anymore, you go back into regular eating that before, you know, you're like, oh shit, I have this rule. And that's what it's about. Just like with the carb, the low carb, you're like, well, I'm not going to eat. I can't eat those sweet potatoes or I can't have that 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 fruit, that's just too many carbs, but it's like, no, those, those things are good for you. And it's just in moderation how you do it. But then I still see people all the time battling with the low carb piece where they're like, oh, I can't eat that. I can't eat carbs. I can't. I'm like, no, carbs are good. Come on people. So anybody listening, carbs are good. I swear. I just have to make sure you eat the right carbs. And as we go into, now let's talk about keto. That's a huge one that everybody's doing right now. And I putting your body in ketosis absolutely has a time and its place for certain people and what they're going through within their bodies. And some doctors will, I even know some naturopaths and stuff that will prescribe patients that route. And I think it's definitely great, but it's definitely not a one size fit all for everybody. It, keto has its time and its place, but it's not it's hard to a to reach ketosis where I see so many people struggling where they're like, I don't understand. I'm trying to do this. Or I did this, you know, two years ago, I did really well. And now it's not working. I don't understand what I'm doing wrong. And sometimes it's just not right for your body and your body is fighting you because it doesn't feel good. If you get yourself in ketosis and you're feeling amazing, then maybe that's something that your body needs in that particular moment to heal. But if you're trying and trying and trying, and it's not working. That's probably something that's not meant to be for your body. And that's the thing about a lot of diets is sometime in their right time in the right place with the right person, they work. And other times they don't. And yet we keep trying to strive for this thing and it's just creating these rules. So then even with you, you're like, oh, well, I got to have, you know, my butter and my coffee and I'll whisk it all together and do all the things. And then you bring that and that's a huge extra calorie load that you're bringing onto your body. So then you're like, I'm not eating after this time. I'm not going to have carbs here. And then I'm going to have my butter coffee. So then it, it just, there's a lot of different things that's go into that. And then, oh goodness, Weight Watchers. I remember the first, I'll, I'll openly admit, but the first time I did Weight Watchers, probably in what the early, very early 2000s. And I remember when I did it the first week, I lost like 10 pounds. I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. But then of course it was mainly all water weight, but I didn't understand how things work back then. But it's interesting how and I remember I would go, so I remember the, the amount of points I was able to get a day. I remember if I went to, when I would, once upon a time when I ate dairy and processed foods and sugars and things, going to Dairy Queen and getting a peanut buster parfait, because that was all the points I was allowed for the day. And that's literally all I ate for the entire day. I'm like, well, if I'm staying in, and now I look back on it, I'm like, oh my God, I had no nutritional value whatsoever. 
nutritionist me now, Melanie is like, ah, cringes and like wants to go hide under a blanket. But that's the crazy thing about eating and with food is that with Weight Watchers, or you can eat certain things and they don't really have any points, or you could have a diet soda and what a diet soda does to your body. I could go on all day about that stuff, but we're not going to go there today. We'll save that for a different episode. But that's the interesting thing is that you do Weight Watchers, you're like, well, I can have this and I can have that. Or if I stay within this point parameter and then eating ketos, I could have this. Or then if I fast, I could do this. And then eating the low carb. So everything has so many different rules and we take in all these rules over time and they just stay with us. And then another one I want to touch base on out of all diets, fads and stuff that are out there. The one that I do kind of personally like is paleo and like paleo or whole 30 and that type of style. And it's not necessarily that I love it in its entirety. For me, I think paleo is a little meat heavy. And I also don't like the fact that you can't really have legumes, which I am a huge fan for beans and a lot of the source of fiber. So I think modded, like a modified version of paleo, I think can be really great. Because for me, I always try to stick with for myself personally, and you with clients is try to eat as much of an anti-inflammatory diet as possible. And when you eat more anti-inflammatory, you can take a lot of aches and pains. You can prevent disease from happening, you know, the dis-ease that happens within our bodies and inflammatory response is like the first thing that kicks and goes and then can send your body into spiral, spiraling out and not feeling good. So I definitely think is, I mean, paleo's whole thing is based on the way our ancestors ate and stuff like that. And I think that it does have its time and its place. Absolutely. But I, I like a modified version of it. I think it's pretty well, but definitely taking out sugar and stuff like that, like sugar from fruit. A-okay. I mean, as long as you're not eating bananas all day long, but sugar from fruit is okay. But sugar from a donut, that's a different story. How it's going to affect your blood sugar is very differently. And those are the things that I see across the board when it comes to all the diets is a lot of people are like, well, I can have a quest bar, right? That's okay. I got, I see so many people in the health industry that are, would promote these um, protein bars and I'm like, Oh my God. And I just look at the ingredients. I'm like, I can't pronounce any of these. This is so far from a whole real food. And I'm like, Oh boy. And that's the thing I see with a lot of diets is they're like, Oh yeah, go drink diet ginger ale or diet Coke zero. And I'm like, what, how it affects your body. A lot of us don't realize the long-term effects that it can have on our bodies over time with these fake processed foods. And at least with paleo, it's a little bit more towards just natural whole foods and across the board, there isn't like a secret formula. I I mean, there kind of is, honestly, there kind of is a secret formula. If you want to put it that way, when it comes to how do I lose weight and feel good all at once? And here's the magic is that all you really have to do is eat nutrient dense whole foods and I had past episodes, I think it was a a second episode, maybe I talked about building out nutrient dense meals and foods and building out a plate and portion sizes and everything in your body. It's a lot easier than you think. And that's the thing is it, it's just about getting back to basics. And that's what it's, it's really about is that we need to connect in with our bodies. We need to connect in with ourselves. We need to listen to ourselves. We need to honor ourselves and see what our bodies really truly need. Like what are they yearning and what are they asking for? Is a lot of times we have been so disconnected from our bodies, especially 
put in our bodies through all these dieting, all these different diets and always dieting all the time, it makes us exhausted. So for example, to touch base again on that 1200 calorie thing where I see a lot of women doing this, they're like, oh, I'm going to cut down to 1200 calories. I'm going to cut down to 1300 calories. And I'm like, that's just too low. That's too low. Because here's the thing, you can eat more food and lose weight if you just eat whole nutrient dense foods. And that's the kicker. You could eat a giant bowl of Brussels sprouts, feel like a million dollars and feel super, super full. And it's practically no calories. And that's the cool thing about it is that you can eat more and lose weight. You don't have to eat less. It's just figuring out what's best for your body and what makes you feel good. And that's about tapping into your body. So when you eat, and speaking of tapping in your body, so when you eat 1,200 calories, right, Let, let's put a day in the life of the 1,200 calorie scenario. So you wake up and you're like, all right, today's the day. I'm going to eat really well. I'm going to eat my low calories. I'm going to go into you know, my fitness pal app and I'm going to pop it in there. And then as you go through that process, you're going through the day, you're monitoring all your stuff. All right, cool. And you're getting towards the end of the day and dinner time, you have dinner and then you are like, oh man, I did so good today. I only had a thousand calories. Yeah, fuck yeah. And then by the end of the day, your blood sugar starts to crash so much that you start to feel like shit and you're almost shaky. And it's not you. It's not you that's failing. It's your body literally begging you, please. Your body inside is, is like, please, I need this. Like I need to eat. And it it's not you that has no willpower. And it's not that you're weak because you're going to eat something. You grab something out of the pantry. It's because your blood sugar has dropped so much and your body's screaming. Your adrenals are screaming, please feed me. Your hormones are getting off balance. And that's what it's about. And a lot of us don't realize we're ran by this thing called our endocrine system. And it fires off and says all the things that it wants all day long and tells us works with our hormones, works within our hormones and everything just works fluidly. But it, when it needs something, it takes it when it needs. And when it needs something, it's going to tell you like, hey, to get this. So it's not you that's failing. It's the diet, it's these parameters and these shackles and these rules and regulations that we put our bodies through all the time. And it's beyond just eating these 1200 calories here or eating low carbs there or having high fat there, or I'm just going to strictly eat meat all day long. So there's a lot of, as you can see with all the diets across the board is they all have certain food groups and certain things. And it's those rules that come into play that it will, we as humans, we naturally want to rebel against rules. And that's a big thing that I don't think a lot of us realize is that we want to rebel and right. Think about it. If somebody's like, don't do this, you're like, Oh, fuck you. I'm going to go do that right now. And that's the thing that's we're humans. We're wired to do that. And we just have to remember and come back into our bodies and realize that these diets, these rules and regulations, and this way of looking at food as a bad thing needs to stop. It's too much for us. And we need to take that step back and be that observer looking in at ourselves and ask, how does this really make me feel? And a lot can come within that. And there's a lot of different variables that come into play with all of this, whether I've created a few, year, a few years back now, I created these different archetypes where I see a lot of clients fall into, and I can go into more detail even about some of these ar archetypes in different episodes, but I see people fall into the, and I'll just share them with you, the emotional nibbler, the super secret eater, the workout warrior, the party girl. And the yo-yo. 
And these are all, each where I see a lot of people, for example, the emotional nibbler or the super secret eater can be somebody that will fall into play where, you know, they're stressed out, they have a lot going on and they tend to catch themselves eating. And I mean, a lot of times people can fall into multiple different archetypes at once. It's not just one, but you know, you're really stressed out. A lot of things are going on. You catch yourself stress eating at night when, when you, when you binge eat, right. Or something that's a workout warrior where they're like, I'm just going to work out. I could just go lift at the gym. I'm going to make up for going out to brunch or go run a marathon. And after the marathon, go drink like a ton of beer. And you're like, Oh, I made up for it. It's fine. It's everything. It'll be workout. And then you have the party girl that ends up just going out and drinking a ton. And then after she drinks a ton, she ends up eating Taco Bell. And you're like, oh, how did this happen? I don't understand. So there's a lot of different things that come into play that we realize. And then the biggest one is the yo-yo. And I mean, I personally have fallen pretty much into all of these archetypes once in my life in different seasons of my life. And that's very common for a lot of us to weave in and out. But as until I faced all of them, I was able to release them and let them go. But the one that holds the absolute nearest and dearest would be the yo-yo. And as I've shared before, I always fluctuated between 10 and 30 pounds. I would go on a diet. I would go under the rules and regulations of this diet. I would lose that weight and then go back to normal eating. I would gain that weight back and then some more. And then I would try a new diet and then I would gain some weight back and then some more. And then before you know, it was up, down, up, down, up, down, fluctuating. And when you fluctuate in weight like that, it's actually not good for your body at all. And a lot of us don't realize that we're harming our bodies by doing this. And we don't realize our body has such a power, but we have to connect in with ourselves and we have to realize, how do I feel? How does this make me feel? Is this in my best and highest good? And those are the pieces. And it's all about really connecting in. And that, that piece I always talk about going back to the root cause pieces, a lot of it just is in our mindset and what's going on there, whether it's programs from our childhood, how we view and see the world is through the lens of our experiences. And a lot of how we view and see the world within those experiences has a lot to do with our childhood. And especially it's very rare to have someone that has a perfect leave it to beaver childhood. I mean, they're out there. And I, for those kids that have not led, gone through the trauma, I bless you and I honor you, but I've been through the ringer and I'm still trying to constantly pick up those pieces and not like you wave a magic wand and make it all go away and change even how shitty your boss is to you and how stressed you are and you come home and you're overwhelmed. Or I even see people that have a lot of gut issues and they will eat a bunch of food and then they'll end up not feeling good. They'll go out to dinner, let's say, and then they get home, they all, they feel awful, their stomach hurts, they're bloated. Ugh, and then they end up eating more when they get home, almost because it's a, it's a quick fix. It's that instant gratification. It's that instant feel good piece. And that's where I see a lot of it all fall into, like, how can I get instant gratification? How can I get a quick win? I mean, we live in the land of Amazon next day, same day, two day shipping, whatever it is. So we kind of expect that. So I just want to show you guys and see that it's not just about really looking at it and that way that it's about being more mindful, more present, like being more aware of, oh, I am full right now. A lot of us don't even know what it feels like to feel full. A lot of us don't know what it feels like to feel hungry. And that's and that's some pieces that I notice across the board with clients that I work with. And even within my program, I have clients do a 10-day anti-inflammatory detox that I guide them through and we work on it together. And I think that's one of the coolest pieces is that as we go through that journey together, every single client that's done it has been like, wow, I never knew what it actually felt to feel good. Because most people 
feel like shit all the time and they just feeling like shit is just normal. And that's what you think is normal and it's not. And then once they get that taste of what it feels like to actually feel good physically, mentally, and spiritually, it's mind blowing for them. I'm like, holy crap. I'm like, this is it guys. This is what baseline feels like. This is what it feels like to feel good. And then they reintroduce something like, I don't even want to eat that food. Like fuck, fuck gluten. It makes me feel like shit. And that's the thing is people can recognize and start seeing how their relationship food with food is so weird and how so many different things if they tried and especially like going through the vitality method, which is my program that people really see, wow, like this is where I'm struggling. This is where I'm strong. This is where I need support. So then we could see we work through all those together. And it's just, it's really, really fascinating how everything just falls into place. So for everybody that's listening right now, I want you to know that you don't have to be shackled down to these diets anymore. They don't have to rule you. You're not broken. You are beautiful and you are whole and you are complete. It's just sometimes we just need the right system and the right strategy for our body and our individual DNA for us to succeed. And I want to be here to set the stage for you guys to really understand that and see. So as we move forward in the next episodes, I'm going to be really breaking down a lot of my systems and my strategy and how I really help people do that. And it's just going to be really exciting. So said so as we move forward, you want to make sure that you have some pen and paper to take notes as we really dive into how this entire diet world and industry has created so much, anything from childhood and all the different things, the limiting beliefs and everything that makes us us, our unique, beautiful selves. I'm going to help break it down to help you be free from the things that just no longer serve you and where you want to be to step into your healthiest and just happiest, most vibrant self. And I want to be here to do it for you guys. So I look forward to hearing from you guys in the next episode and connecting with you. I send you all so much love and light. And until next week, I'll talk to you later. Have a great week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you love what you heard, please leave me a review and share this episode with someone you feel may benefit. For more inspiration, join the conversation with me on Instagram at planahead.co. There you will find a link in my bio to my free mindful and meal prep guide that'll kickstart your wellness journey today. Until next time, remember, even through your hardest days, we are all made of stardust.